For the Peterson Automotive Museum, this is Car Stories. Today, I am joined by Matt DeAndrea and Nate Adams. You two are both filmmakers of the documentary Winning, The Racing Life of Paul Newman. It's a film I've been tracking for probably two years now. Uh, I'm a weird Paul Newman nut, and I'm excited to learn you know, even more than I think I know about Paul Newman. I saw the uh, I saw the trailer. I can't wait to see it. So, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Look, thanks for having us. And and uh, you're you wouldn't be the only Paul Newman nut. There's a lot of people that are, are that are super into Paul Newman for good reason because he's an awesome dude. He and, is. You know, there's there's all this talk of uh, you know it's James Gardner, it's Steve McQueen, it's Paul Newman. These are sort of the yeah the three. You know, maybe guys. and maybe these days it's it's Patrick Dempsey. It's as Dempsey. Well, maybe and, people and, talk yeah. about Paul Walker. Um, but you know, as the old guys go, those are the three guys and. Steve McQueen is the hero, the icon. His stuff goes for gazillions of dollars. That guy's like underwear on eBay is like worth a half a million dollars. Look, it's we, insane. Yeah. we have we have He's, probably the greatest piece of Steve McQueen memorabilia, I guess you could say. That's is, right. Is you, have you have the Jag. You have the XKSS? Yep. Yeah. Me What's the value you think on that car? Take a guess. Well. $15 million. I personally million. don't know. <laughs> uh, when it was on Jay Leno's garage, Matt Stone, who you guys worked with, uh, you know, with, who did the original the book of this, he put a value north of thirty. Okay, thirty. So, that's what be, I that's know, better for you guys. You just doubled look, it right now. It just doubled in value in this conversation. But um, <laughs> it, I, I can only imagine it would set record prices if it, which it won't. Yeah. Uh, but if it it ever did go hypothetically to auction, but I like Newman better. I mean, my own personal he, he opinion. He has a much. I mean, if you compare the racing credentials of all those guys, they're not even in the same league as Newman, as far as the amount of races that they've raced, the number of you know Newman won four SCCA national championships. He he's got won eight eight championships as a as races. a team owner. Yeah, but I mean, as a driver, in, four four in, championships. Well, here's my opinion, and we. Um, I was talking with Leslie. We were talking to our curator of the museum. We were talking about this yesterday. Steve McQueen owned a lot of cool stuff. He had an Art Spider. He had an XKSS. He had yeah. hundreds of motorcycles. And that's kind of where it ended. But he, so does Paris Hilton. Well, he but wasn't. Steve McQueen <laughs> did win some races. But uh, he wasn't. He, and he was a. from. I, I spoke to a lot of the, you know, the Bob Bondurants of the world and the guys who drove with both of those guys and and everyone that i asked about steve mcqueen said he was naturally naturally a very gifted yeah. driver. yeah and i've heard he was naturally better than newman but but for me it was sort of the the racing the cars the motorcycle fit into his whole persona mm-hmm. whereas newman i felt didn't care about the persona didn't care about the image he just liked the racing. I mean, if you look at his private collection, he was of a cars, student yeah. of the game, and yeah. he's, he's, he's a such a fan of motorsports. That's one of the things that that you're going to see in this film is not just Newman, the race car driver. He was just such a fan of motorsports that that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. That's what he wanted to talk I about. Mean, he didn't own Ferraris. He didn't own Lamborghinis. No. He, he he bought Volvos that he put. Yeah. He had like six hundred fifty horsepower engines in them. Yeah. yeah, but he he liked racing. We, we have a great story of Mario Andretti talking about Paul Newman's. Well, let, let's get cars. into the documentary. What? Give me the whole. You know, when did this start? What? What yeah. did, was the idea? Well, Give First me start off, from it, the beginning. It's called Winning the Racing Life of Paul Newman. And it started off as 
I think it started off as an idea from from Adam Carolla, and, and mm-hmm. uh, Nate can speak to this more about than I can. Um, Nate's the filmmaker on this side of it. My, you know, my side is more with, with Adam you're, Carolla. You're the car and, guy. Yeah, the this. car guy. And, and, and I try to help, you know, sort of curate this collection of cars that Adam Carolla has. And Adam now has seven Paul Newman cars, and it's something he's been collecting for years and years, as long as I've been working with him. And, uh, you know, in, in my mind, I like to think of it as the best way to increase value of your Newman cars is to make a feature film about them. But uh, it turned out that Adam's just – Adam's love of Newman um, – I think sort of sparked it. And then when Nate and the guys got involved, they found out there's a really, really good story there. Yeah. I think, I mean, for Adam, you know, um, I produced road hard, which is Adam's feature film as well. Uh, and then produced and co-directed this documentary. And we started almost two years ago, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, we started in July, um, uh, of 2013, I think. And, you know, documentaries are they're always a labor of love because you know it's usually like two or three people that make a whole documentary yeah. it's, it's not a, a feature on the feature film when we did road hard we had you know 100 people that worked on our film yeah I, I i've been lucky enough to be close to a documentary from sort of conception to to premiere and it's it's an office it's a small room and it's five or six guys sitting in a in a office at a computer looking at footage all day yeah for yeah. this one the creative was Essentially, you know, uh, it, you know, Matt participated in certain ways, but the creative was the editor and Adam and myself, and that was really like the sort of, you know, the the, the nebulous of everything. Yeah. And but to get back to the the how this started is, uh, you know, I think Adam acquired these cars, and when you get these cars, they come with stories, and he started to kind of understand like when you go through Paul Newman's life and you see what a what a fascinating guy that he was and and how much integrity that he operated with in his day-to-day life like he he was not a Hollywood person he didn't like to come to Hollywood he lived in Connecticut he stayed away from Hollywood mm-hmm. and he he really you really understand that he wanted to be a regular guy like his favorite thing and all the car people and and everyone goes through it in the documentary and everyone who knew him well all said this is Paul was a very private person. He didn't like to sign autographs. That's one thing everyone everyone knew. Don't ask him to sign an autograph because he didn't want to do it. He didn't like to talk about acting. No. Didn't like to talk about acting. Didn't like to talk about Hollywood. But if you were a mechanic or a guy who came and raced his car every weekend, you know, uh, what's what's the guy, Casey? Casey Millette. Yeah, Casey Millette. Casey Millette used to fix and haul and take his own car to the Datsun races, and Paul would just go over, Casey, how you doing? You know, because he loved a guy like he that. He wanted to talk cars. He yeah, wanted to talk cars. That's all and, he wanted to do. And he yeah. never, he never, he never raced as Paul Newman. He raced as PL or PLN or PL Newman, and he, he never really put his name on a car. Like you've been by the shop, and you'll see some of the cars at, at our events and stuff, and you'll see on the headrest or on the helmets it'll say PLN. It never really says Newman on it. Like if you if you're going to talk about cars with him, he'll yeah, talk th- with you. This all day. wasn't a publicity stunt, and it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. It was just here's a guy, crazily obsessed about racing, not yeah. even cars. And who but didn't racing. start until he was forty seven years old. Can I tell you something? This is just completely <laughs> off topic. Uh, you showed me the trailer yesterday. Yeah, and maybe you guys, this is you had the same feeling. But the first thing I got after going, this looks really good, is damn him for being so good looking. 
<laughs> right? There is just so much footage of this 50, 60-year-old guy hanging out in a car, great eyes. And yeah, going, he's got the yeah. eyes. Not only is he a talented yeah. actor, not only is yeah. he a talented driver, not only is he a, you know, a philanthropist, world-class nice guy. Does he also have to be good looking? Uh, I, I would hear this from my every time I'd bring a cut home to show my wife. I <laughs> yeah. mean, this is over two years. All I would hear is, "He is the best looking man I've yeah. ever seen." He's and that's what I would hear every day. My my <laughs> mom uh, could give a shit about cars. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. If no, I go that, for but, it. Let her rip. And uh, and she's excited about this film. And and that's that's a big part of this film is you don't actually need to be a car fan to to see this amazing no. story. If you are, great bonus, right? I think but, you just have to be a, a fan of a good story. Right, because I will out myself. I'm not a car guy. I am a story guy. I come from a background of making documentaries. We're that, slowly that making is, them into a that car That is my background. Well, that, yeah, that, I've learned a lot. <laughs> believe me, I know more about cars now than I ever wanted to know. But And I know a lot about Paul Newman and Paul Newman's cars and his yeah. racing and, his, and what he drove mm-hmm. and when he won. But I'll tell you, Paul Newman's older brother, Arthur Newman, who's mm-hmm. 90, maybe 91 now. 90, uh, 91 or 92. 91. He's in the film. And you'll see those eyes. You'll see like those yeah. eyes. Yeah. And even though the guy's 90, obviously the dude's old. I'm still mad at him. But they, yeah, 90, but I'm still mad at him. crystal he's, blue like yeah. you have never at seen. At 91, he's a better yeah. looking dude than all of us. Well, like, yeah. And he's a sweet guy. And he's amazing in the film. Man, it's let, like it's worth seeing it for him. Let me ask you because I sort of know in your background, you're not uh-huh. traditionally a filmmaker. And Nate, you're not traditionally a car guy. So what did you sort of, working together on this project, you know, learn about each other's trades? You know, I, I learned not to uh, to to step on Nate's toes in the filmmaking world, and and my job there was just to try to to contribute as much as possible with the stories of the cars and finding things like um, like we were you were maybe done or at least two or three cuts of the final film into it before I just happened to come across some more footage of Tom Cruise vintage footage, mm-hmm. and then within. You know, I don't know how to do it, but I found the footage and I sent it off to Nate. And you know, twelve hours later, Nate found the source, licensed the footage, and it was in the film. You know, um, but that's but that's cool. And I don't, you know, it came across my desk just because, like you're saying, because in the car world, a lot of that stuff comes across. You know, there there is no shortage of emails of "Hey, look at this." And just yeah, Yeah. just anything from 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 Facebook posts to whatever, and it just and it just came out. You know, stuff like that. And then actually, I was here at the Peterson Museum for a charity fundraiser uh, about three years ago. I think it was um, the uh, comedy and entertainment mm-hmm. deal, and it was Adam Carolla and John Lasseter. And I had met John Lasseter at that event and kept in touch with his people every now and then. So when it came down to the film, it was like, well, do we want John Lasseter? He was the last person ever to direct him in a film, and the movie was Cars. Yeah. So it, it's really kind of special because the last <laughs> film – that Newman ever did was about cars car. and way to hear the stories about how involved and how much fun he had. He probably had more fun doing that film, according to John Lasseter, than he probably had on any other film he's ever done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just of his, you know, not just his age and his maturity at that point, but because cars was his life and this was a great way for him to do it. But that worked out. So we called Lasseter and he's like, yes, and we remember you guys. And we went through his gatekeepers and, and everybody was really sweet. And it turned out, they invited us up yeah. there, and we had a great Matt day with them. Pixar, we interviewed, which is a Lasser badass place, by the way. Oh, Pixar sure. is awesome. Got a bag of you know DVDs, and it was great. Yeah, I got some stuffed toys and some <laughs> free lunch, and off we were going. Yeah, <laughs> what kind of surprised you about the automotive side of this, Nate? Uh, you know, the there's I'm always amazed at at 
I don't want to say how much men turn into little boys around <laughs> cool cars, but yeah. I mean, I do too, but I like, like the opposite of, you know, I like muscle cars. I grew up in an era where everyone had, you know, Mustangs and, sure. and fastbacks and, and cool Camaros from the 64 to 69 basically. And you know, Adam like hates those cars. Adam has like vintage Datsuns and Nissan. And during this process, I bought a 73 Challenger and Adam like hates it. He's like, that car's a piece <laughs> of crap, you know? And I don't know if we said, but you know, it's, it's just funny. Like, uh, and Matt, you know, Matt's like this too, but you know, Adam and Matt have for me as a filmmaker in this process, you know, I mean, Adam was there every step of the way and Matt, Matt, gave us access to certain like John Lasseter to certain things where you know we might not have had that or there's certain people that we would want to get an interview with where you know it, it's being in the car world you know it's, it's kind of a small world so for you kind guys kind of like Newman not talking about Hollywood when you're not so much talking about getting someone attached yeah. to a movie but more talking to them as one car fan to another they tend to open up a little more you know yeah and there's and there's two sides of of this whole process there's there's the love of newman and the filmmaking side and there's the love of the cars and the racing and and there's a lot of conversations that are like that where somebody will come into the studio and maybe take a tour and and adam and nate will have a great conversation about about the film and newman's racing history and how successful he was and as a team owner and then they'll go into the shop and they'll be like well, what's that and what's that and yeah. if they know anything about cars they start to get technical you know what what engine do you run what kind of horsepower do you run did you dyno that car do you race that car what kind of suspension do you run on that car and you know whose tires do you run on that car and that's a big part of this whole story as well and and obviously i love that part of it because we have this great collection of cars over there and I'm fortunate enough to be able to go in there and play in that fabulous museum, this race shop that we have, and be able to, to tool around with those cars. And now we see it on the screen. We've got in this collection cars that were raced 20, 30, 40 yeah. years ago. And yeah. it's amazing to see when, them up there. When you see the dock, you know, the most of the cars that Newman drove, Adam does have. Yeah. And, and they – it is cool to see them. And there's one shot that I really, really love from the movie where we shot it in real time. We went out to interview Sam Posey and Bob Sharp. Uh, and we we were in Connecticut at Lime Rock, and, and they had the big IMSA car, the It's the 1979 280ZX. It's a Nissan V8 twin-turbo car. It's awesome. Wow. Is that the – It's giant. Nine, is that the 933 horsepower. And this is just weird technical. Is that out of the – Japanese limousine. It's one of the only V8s. No, the engines are are kind of one-off. There was three engines, to our knowledge, the best that we know, there was only three engines made, and it was essentially made for that race car. We actually have all three engines. There's one in the car, and we have the two backup engines. Oh, wow, because I read about... And the, the engines are like a hodgepodge of, like, Chevy Block and Ford heads. Oh, really? It's weird, and it's got mechanical fuel injection. That's, I, yeah, because I read about yeah. they they wanted you know Nissan or Datsun at the time wanted to the engine to be all Nissan, yeah. but they needed a V8 and you know it was like there was a Japanese you know fleet vehicle limousine that was running a V8 somewhere and they're like well let's just use that block you know mm -hmm. it it very well could have been part of that yeah I, I don't know for sure I mean obviously it's very race oriented now so I don't know what would, oh, yeah. would, would have been used but even in the later cars we have over there in the in the shop there's uh I well go down the 95. list go down the list of the cars that that are in the collection 
Um, that are, and also appear in the dog. Okay, I'll, I'll try to come up with a few off the top of my head. But, but the one I'm talking about before I lose I my train the, of thought. I know, I know the five of them. Is, is a 95 300ZX. It's a naturally aspirated V8 car, but I don't think Nissan had a V8, especially in race trim. So it's essentially like a, a pumped up Infiny Q45 engine. Oh, yeah? You know, and it's naturally aspirated, 600 horsepower. It's got an eight-stack injection. And Steve Millen has the sister car, which I think is the turbo version, which is mm-hmm. like 1,200. So um, some of the Paul Newman cars are the 1979, the 280ZX twin turbo car that you are talking about, the big IMSA the car. That one's 200 cool. 200SX. Um, there's a 200SX Datsun, and that's like 1977, I think, off the top of my head. That one probably has the most seat time with Newman in that car. Um, so, And that's one of the most recent cars Adam got into his collection. I think you'll see that in the film. I'm pretty sure we saw it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the 1988 300ZX. It's a, it's a V6 single turbo car. This is a car, if, you, if you're a fan of CarCast, you... You've seen this car a lot. This has been at the Rolex Historics twice. This is probably Newman's most photographed car. I mean, this is well, the it's one Adam's the most photographed Newman car. Yeah, but this is the Planner's <laughs> Peanut. Yeah, it's the, the Planner's Peanut car. Yeah, and then you guys have what the eighty four. There's a there's GT1 a 1984 and a 1985 300 ZX. Uh, they're both V6 turbo cars. They're both under restoration, and uh, we have this big event coming up. And the 1984 car is like 95% fully restored. And I say fully restored, like mm-hmm. right down to the tube frame chassis. Matter of fact, there's tubes on the tube frame chassis that were dented or corroded and they needed to be cut out, welded in new pieces, and the entire thing just dipped and started over. So it is an incredible two-year project. I'm sure. that uh, that is. So we have that car that we're going to show that car without the body on it. So you can see every little powder-coated, nickel-coated, cadmium-coated piece of everything. But we're going to show it next to the 1985 car with no body on it that's completely unrestored basket case. Oh, wow. So you can kind of see a before and after shot of what it takes to to get it done. Because, I mean, when you get down to it, like, here's the thing is, I'm watching the, the dock, or I'm screening part of the dock with Nate, and I see the Planner's Peanuts car hit a wall of tires. I'm like wait a minute, we drive this car all the time. Yeah. So I go back into the shop. I was like, let me let me measure this thing to see if this thing is still straight because I don't know who fixed it over the years, you know? So uh, the 84, the 8500 cars, um, the 200SX, the 79 car, the 1988 car, um, there's, there's pieces, there's shell pieces of a Newman 510. I don't know how much of the real 510 is in existence, but I think we have... You know, probably enough that if we restored the car and used a lot of other period correct pieces, we could we could still say it's Newman's five ten because I don't think Newman's five ten is really out there, and we've got the most pieces for it. Um, so leave that, that out. Is, of the is ad, that six ten Bob Sharp's? The six ten is a Bob Sharp car. We have a um, there's a a Bob Sharp six ten. It wasn't the actual race car; it was the backup car. But because the race car wasn't damaged. The backup car wasn't actually raced, but it is the period correct real mm-hmm. Bob Sharp 610 car. Um, Adams raced that down at Coronado a few times. And then some of the non-Newman cars, well, that, that 610, there's the Bobby Allison BRE 510. And I'm, I'm, I think you're a fan of that car, the 510. It is, I mean, in my opinion, next to John Morton's, probably the most iconic Japanese yeah. race car. 
Well, one we, of them at least. Bre is yeah. is is Peter Brock, right? So we've got the Brock Racing Enterprises. Bre Bobby Allison raced at five ten. That car, I love that car because it's not really that fast, but that car, just the way we have it set up, it's detuned just a smidge. Yeah, you know, just a smidge, it's detuned, but it makes it so much more reliable. We've oh, raced sure. that car so many times, and all we do is put fluids in it and change the tires. Like that's it. It's it's great car. If we'll go to a track and bring two cars, that one will be the backup car because if something breaks and we've already paid the fees to go race, let's bring the five ten well anyway. Yeah. Um, so there's that car. There's Jim Fitzgerald's two sixty two eighty ZX. This is like a seventy nine two eighty ZX. It's a naturally aspirated straight six. Now Jim Fitzgerald was Paul Newman's teammate, and uh, he was another only, he was the only guy who raced. With Newman, that was actually older than Newman. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, those guys were best friends on the track. And so we got that car because we felt like that was a really good piece to add with the Newman good piece collection. Of history. Um, so that's mostly the, the Japanese cars. There's uh, there's an E9 BMW Batmobile. What about uh, that BMW. Camel? That Camel car is one of my um, favorites. There's the Camel GT pace car, which uh, Bob Sharp built um, and is is in race trim now. Uh, but it's gorgeous. Like it's almost yeah, never it's, been on. It's a got wheel wells that it's got. The you guys player, had that up well, at Jet Center last year, right? It's so cool. Yes, actually, okay. that was the first time we showed it. It was last year up in Monterey. It was at uh, Gordon McCall's mm-hmm. uh, Jet Center, and then we also on, have the on the racetrack Roadster. The yes, the, the BRE Roadster. That's the first BRE Roadster. I, I actually, I think Adam has the first one and the second one, and he has the factory lightweight Datsun Roadster, which oh, is wow. orange. Um, the second one is unrestored. It's down in the shop. But the first BRE Roadster, that car was also raced. At, Adam raced at Monterey, a, I don't know, four or five years ago. And then when Adam did the car show on Speed, on the Speed Channel, mm-hmm. th- that car was in an episode with him racing in Monterey, and he won the Rolex Cup in that. So, so outside of Newman, I mean, very iconic classic Japanese race cars are also in the collection. Mostly Japanese race cars, but those are the cars that get driven because Adam's got this weird thing. He doesn't like to really drive flashy cars on the road. When I first met him, he had some some street cars. He had a 308 Dino, like an 80-whatever 308 Dino, the very mm-hmm. boxy, ugly one, and, uh, and a Porsche RSR clone uh, or RS clone. And I was like, you don't drive any of these. And he's like, no, I don't really like to drive flashy cars. So I joke with him. I was like, well, you're not a real, you're not a real car guy, you know, cause if you don't drive your cars, you're not a real car guy. So what happened was, is he, um, he sold those and started buying the race cars. And then we started taking them to the racetrack. And 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 yeah. But his, his investment cars are the, uh, some of the Italian race cars. Sure. He's got some old Italian Lamborghinis and stuff like that. But so back in the, uh, the documentary you see in the trailer, you've got Leno, you have Patrick, Patrick Dempsey, Dempsey Sam Posey. So Robert, Robert Wagner, Robert, Robert Redford, who are some of the people you guys had to go out and interview and, and make appearances well, in this documentary? Robert Redford. Yeah. Willie Patrick T. Dempsey. Yeah. Dick Barber. And what was sort really of the, the consensus? I mean, what, what, what was sort of the theme you guys got? You took away asking them these questions about Paul Newman. Well, that, that was Nate. We did most of those interviews. Yeah. I, I was out for a few, you know, the Andrettis and, and stuff. But 
Yeah, like I mean, what 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 is it like to interview? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take over the interview. No, but, but you, I mean, you go to New York and you interview Robert Redford. How badass you know, is that? Was there <laughs> no? But was there a common theme? You know, something yes. they all sort of said about Newman. Where Listen, you, you took I, away from this? Y- you're talking to the person who you know because I also had to license all the footage, mm-hmm. license all the photos, find photos on the internet. We licensed photos and footage from over a hundred sources. So. You know, you're finding people who just used to go to races in the 70s and snapped Polaroids or yeah. pictures or whatever that you can get for the stock. And with the all across the board, everyone said, you know, Paul Newman was the nicest man. You know, yeah. just it's it's and and it wasn't you know nobody was shining me on and and you know he he just. He was a really extraordinary guy who just, you know, he just loved racing and he loved cars and he loved the auto culture of, he loved guy, he loved guys, guys, I think, you know, mm-hmm. guys who like to go out and work on cars, race cars and have a beer when they were done. That was, you know, he started racing with Bob Sharp and then for him, Bob Sharp was a little too serious and then he went on his own a little bit and then his cars kept breaking down Sure. and then he went back to Bob Sharp because he was tired of, you know, Getting the DNFs for every race. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think Newman, you said he was a fan of guys, guys. Do you think he saw himself as one of them? Do you think he saw himself as a race car driver? Or do you think he saw himself merely as the ultimate fan who has the ability to go out and immerse himself in this world? I think that's a multiple part question because, I, you know, it's funny. In the documentary, John Morton, I think, said it best where he said... You know, when Newman first started, and Bob Sharp said this too, you know, he goes, you, you want to beat a Paul Newman twice as bad as you want to beat a Joe Woochie Scooch. Sure. You know, and nobody. Which, and, is, which is literally which is what my, Bob Sharp said is the greatest word, name ever, yeah, Joe, Joe Woochie Scooch. I, I hope there's a I, Joe Woochie Scooch out there going, hey, man, I, that wasn't bad. I just, I want a t-shirt with Bob Sharp's silhouette on it yeah. that just says Joe Woochie Scooch. It's the best delivery just, ever. If, <laughs> if, you, if you want to make Adam laugh, you say that to him. I said yeah, it on the podcast he'll, he'll with laugh. you yesterday. Yeah, he will you, laugh. You, uh, AJ came in and did CarCast with us, and uh, uh, which is a great episode. Thanks for coming in. And I... I as a joke with Adam, even on the air, I just said Joe Woochie Scooch when I, when you were, or somebody mentioned Bob Sharp and Adam laughed, but he didn't want to try to laugh on the air because he knew it was an inside yeah, joke. I, I, <laughs> I, I like to think somewhere there's a yeah. Joe Woochie so, Scooch going, I turn a good so, laugh time. And, That's and right. Then, yeah. And then John Morton says, you know, when you don't want a guy like Paul Newman or some actor or some producer yeah. or some somebody who, who doesn't put as much time into something as you do to come into your world and beat you. Yeah, and then what John Morton said after, after you know, winning his class at Lamar and doing as well as he did in the Trans Am series and professionally said, hey, after that, Paul Newman was just he was just a guy at the track that you wanted. He was just another racer. He was not Paul Newman the actor, not Paul Newman the superstar. He was just some dude in a car that you needed to beat just as much as it was Elliot Forbes Robinson or someone else. Yeah. So now I, it, it was a lot of respect that those guys gave him. Keep in mind that as successful as Newman was as an actor it's not like today it's not he's not pulling 15 20 25 million dollars plus points on a movie he's not you know he's not tom cruise doing mission impossible getting 83 million dollar paydays you know so it wasn't like newman was going out there and just writing a check and saying putting me in a car that dude had to hustle his sponsors and his money all the time a lot of the footage that we went through was videos that he created to pitch sponsors 
Wow. And that shit that's you're never going to see. Well, it was and, videos that they generally paid for. Like yeah. the guys who, you know, sponsored his cars. There was there were some very specific people who always sponsored Paul, which were Budweiser, Diet Coke for a long time, uh, you know, Canon. And, well, I mean, and there was people. a Paul Newman edition Nissan Skyline, and there were yeah, Paul Newman car. Japanese, yeah. you know, commercials. Those commercials are fantastic. So it, 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 and I think that's something you still see today. You see Patrick Dempsey in his, you know, Road to Lamar documentary. Yeah. Having to go sort of kiss the rings it's, and it's shake not hands an inexpensive sport. It's no. a very expensive even for sport. wealthy people. It's yeah, it's a good yeah. way. Yeah, and I I think I think you'll also uh, you'll realize in the film, certainly in, in in making the film, that all of the interviews that I was lucky enough to see happen in real time, um, everything from Lasseter to Sebastian Bourdais and Graham Rahal and Mario Andretti and Michael Andretti and and, and so many guys. And Nate working with these guys and getting them on film and asking questions for them. And again, I don't know what actually gets cut. You know, there's probably gonna be some phenomenal DVD extras, but every one of those guys, when you ask about like, what do you miss most about Newman? Every one of those guys had the hard time explaining it because they were just choked up. They were, they were, they were, there was just tears in their eyes. So, and like, I, I know a lot of people. I have some great friends. I have family, but there's very few people that, you know, you're going to ask me, well, what did you miss most about this guy? And I'm going to cry about it. Like he was just that kind of guy. He had such a big impact as, as a driver, as a friend, as a team owner that, you know, and some of these guys, Sebastian Bourdais, Graham Rahel, these are young guys and, and they work with Newman as a team owner, but even as a team owner, he had such a big impact on these guys that you can't, talk about Newman without getting emotional about it. That says a lot yeah. about the guy. Like that says a lot about yeah. Newman as the guy. Yeah. One, one of my favorite stories was from Sebastian Bourdais and with his accent. Well, the, it was really funny because <laughs> Adam, some of this, Adam did the, that interview and, and Adam is, you know, Adam's a funny dude. And so he looks at Sebastian stone faced and he goes, so what was it like growing up in Mexico? <laughs> and so, like his face just went blank. Yeah. And, he doesn't, you know, I think. I don't know that he got the joke. Well, no, no, no. It took, yeah. it took him a minute. But yeah. he, no, he figured it out. But but he's he's such a sweet guy, first of all. But he told the story of him and Paul Newman winning the Baja race. And, you know, I, I think you guys know more about that than I do. But I think it's like a 24-hour race or whatever. But. He said he kept having to grab Paul Newman's knee to slow him down because he thought they were going to die. And this is a guy who, you know, he's a four-time world champion in yeah. IndyCar. And he said Paul Newman would go so fast that he thought for sure they were going to die. So he was, like, trying to slow him yeah. down. He was wow. driving. And, and this is not— and he's 80. This is yeah, Paul was that's 80. What I was say. Yeah, this is not 45-year-old no, Paul, Paul Newman. This is 80-year-old Paul yeah. Newman. No, I, I think I read Newman had the Daytona—24 uh, hours of Daytona record— for the team he was on, had the oldest and the youngest drivers ever. And, yeah. the, and it was in the same car. Mm-hmm. And I, he was the, the oldest. Yeah, he won his last race when he was Look, 82. When, when he raced with J- Jim Fitzgerald, those two guys were always the oldest dudes out there. Yeah. And, and they were both so fast, they'd be at the front of the pack and compete against each other. Wow. Well, it, it sounds like an incredible documentary. I, I cannot wait to see it. I'm going to be first in line uh, to go check it out. If anybody listening to this, I assume are car fans, you definitely have to see this. But if you're just a fan of a good story, of a you know cool footage, of a 
great looking guy doing really <laughs> cool stuff. It, it's worth seeing. So it's May twenty second. It's going to be in select theaters. It's going to be video on demand. So yeah, you'll you know, get it on Xbox, iTunes, TV, yeah. iTunes uh, Amazon. Amazon. Go, you know, if you Google it. You're going to be able to find it. That's the plan. Uh, you can yeah. check out AdamCarolla.com to, to yep. read more about it. We and are having a pre-screening in L.A. April 16th is a charity screening. Yeah, there, there's a charity screening April 16th, which is coming up quick at the El Capitan. If you guys want to see that, uh, you can use promo code WINNING and get 50% off uh, the tickets together. Um, don't use it. And 50% more goes to charity. Yeah, so. that's 100%, 100% yeah. of everything for that event goes to charity. It's going to be a lot of the participants in the documentary will be there, a lot of drivers. If you're a car person, there's going to be a ton of cool Newman cars there. We're going to have probably four or five of the cars there, right, Matt? Yeah, we're working that out right now. Yeah. Yeah. So Where if, are we going to fit If you want to see some cool there, cars, if you want to you know, have a beer with yeah. Adam and you guys. And yeah, you can, you can go for just the red carpet event and the screening. Um, and that's seventy five bucks before the discount, or for two fifty, you can go to the entire deal. That's the movie, the screening, the after party. You see the cars, hang out with a bunch of the celebrities, the race car drivers. You can probably go up and talk to almost anybody that you want to. And use and if you use the promo code winning, it's fifty percent off. Fifty percent off. Yeah. off of and we will don't also, ask me to do the math because yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we will we will also be doing another charity screening at the Indy five hundred, which Adam, I, Matt will be out there. It will be May twenty second in, in Indianapolis. I'm going to go out and do that. We I've never well, been to Indiana. these guys. Are, these guys are, yeah. are really excited. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, what, more car what, guys. What's the yeah. temperature? What it's out? Oh, it's yeah. going to be humid. Yeah, it's going to be humid. It sounds like it's going to be awesome. Um, so we'll, we'll we don't have all the details on that event yet. We're pretty sure May twenty second. Um, as as you said, details will be up on AdamCrolla.com, and also the website will be Newman Racing Film. It should be up by the time you're listening yep. to this. If not, it, it's it's coming. And we have a Facebook soon. page up, uh, Facebook backslash yeah. Newman Racing Film. Perfect. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.